2: Hi LSPod Pod fans, it's J R here. fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's a no-brainer for me to, to come back and, and help the football club go forward. Rodgers is streaking ahead and he's onside. Beautiful play! That is that! Well, shot. Oh, it's the legend's
1: goal! Mike Redick's foul! Barth post for Shearer, goal! McLaughlin has it. Oh,
2: deflection pleasure! And to goal! Touch Mitchell! It's another goal! Incredible! That's Go by Jan The Orton. Part Austin going in. Yes.
0: New bat. New bat. 2-0 Sweden. Danny Ward. No, I will win this league anyway. Richard. He's hit it. It's Crabwell. Colin Doyle strikes again. And a brilliant goal. since his last appearance, a nil-nil draw against Tramia Rovers way back in January 2011. He's back. Charlie Austin has rejoined Swindon as announced by Sky Sports News with interview and all a fitting way to finish an odd couple of weeks in Swindon Townland. Joining me to discuss is Joe Acklam of Total Sports Swindon. Hello, Joe. It's been a while. Hello, Rich. Long time no speak. Just over a fortnight ago, rumours slash facts were emerging that a move for Austin was in jeopardy because technical director Sandro D. McKayley and head coach Scott Lindsay were not in favour of this deal. There was a bit of noise and then we got on with life. Joe, around this same time, your sources were not as optimistic were they what was going on
1: yeah I was I was told that initially and then a few days later I was told actually yes it is about to happen but then I wasn't allowed to say until I was told I was told that I could put it out there and then that never that second one never came so I look like a fool (laughs) now but um, uh, I'm perfectly happy to have that I got my face on this one because Charlie Austin's back. It's it's unbelievable that he's actually come back. I never I never thought this would happen.
0: Then the excitement began to simmer and rise again in the build-up of what should, we're told, have been his homecoming on Boxing Day from the stands for the Walsall game. Around this time, the likes of Lindsay and Dee McKayley and even scout Les Caffery looked to emphasise that those responsible for Swindon Town's transfer dealings were, in principle, okay and had always been okay with the possible arrival of Austin. So at Walsall, Charlie Austin was on site, but no announcement emerged, and rumours of a half time exit, a no show for a medical and possible negotiation breakdown churned through the rumour mill. And then, just like that, Sky Sports News casually broke the story without wanting to sound like that guy. I very much doubt that this is the way Swindon Town planned this story to break. Um, Was it? This is quite a faux pas, which a lot of people will forget about and indeed not even care about. But it's got to be from the Sky Sports News side, hasn't it?
1: I mean, you have to say it's from their end. My my first thought on seeing the transfer was My was just annoyance. It was like, well, why wasn't I given the text to tell me this was about to happen? Because usually I get like an hour's advance warning that and a press release. But there was, you know, I've I've come up from dinner and see that everyone's saying Charlie Austin signed. Charlie Austin signed. I checked the official Twitter, nothing, and then I look through and see that Sky Sports are telling me this. I was like, well, now I've got to do work in the evening. I have to very quickly put it out, but. You know, I, I'll get over that pretty quickly back on the hype train. But yes, all, all of a sudden Sky Sports, they must have jumped the gun because there's there's no way Swindon wanted it to go this way. But Dave Rixton's in the in the clips they have. So there is clearly some compliance.
0: Yes, you would expect that to be the case, but it would appear that someone has broken an embargo or there's been a mix up or something. It kind of sums up the last couple of weeks with all the noise. I would have loved, loved this to have played out like the Johnny Williams signing last year, which was, for almost everyone, completely out of nowhere. A teaser and a big reveal, oh, it would have been lovely, wouldn't it? Yeah,
1: that would definitely have been the best way of it coming around. I think the closeness that some have in the Swindon community to Charlie Austin probably made that a bit of an impossibility, unfortunately. Uh, good for them but bad for bad for the surprise and the joy of Charlie Austin joining but um, you know it's if, if it wasn't a saga already sort of two three weeks of uh, um, he said she said in terms of who wants Charlie is he coming is he not and then in the last two days there's been so many conflicting reports of the medical he may he supposedly didn't show up to and then they'd agreed a deal and then he'd gone to Bristol Rovers on trial and then he wasn't at Bristol Rovers and he was actually at Swindon outside the ground and then he'd actually joined you know it was it was a real roller coaster just of an afternoon really and then all of a sudden you know Sky jumped the gun and he's a Swindon player again <laughs>
0: it's just it's so typically Swindon town even if it wasn't their fault I've been working on The Low Strangers since 2017, going live in 2018, and I don't think it's stepping out of line to say that I've been privy to a few things ahead of announcements over the years, not directly from Swindon Town staff, I've never put it on socials, and during those years, and being ITK, it can be exciting, it can be stressful in equal measure, Sometimes you just don't want to know. The rumour mill over the last few days has been an absolute horror show. Over the last 48 hours, at the time of recording anyway, I think Sandro Di Michele and Scott Lindsay have both been sacked, and Austin has joined and not joined several times over. An absolute farce. Uh, it's a dangerous little game, just in the hope that those people get something right. Yeah, definitely. There's There's been a lot
1: of a lot of things going on it sounds like your DMs have been a particularly interesting place to be over the last few days, for sure. Um, it's, it's just, it's, it's a very, very strange time where everything's on the down. And yet also we've signed a club legend back who feels like he should still be way above the level we're playing at. And, and it's sort of really conflicting and very strange.
0: No, it shouldn't be conflicting and it won't be conflicting to the majority of Swindon Town fans who don't listen to all the noise like many of us, including myself, do. They choose to live their lives in peace and quiet, attending games and listening to announcements as and when they are official. Doesn't that sound good? So let's enjoy this moment. This really is incredible news. Let's talk about Charlie Austin's first spell. 37 goals in 65 games for the town between 2009 and early 2011. Who can forget that early effort during his first start that went in at Carlisle, who, bless them, did everything they could to get that game on. I think they had a flooding from memory, and within a few minutes, Charlie Austin making his first ever start for Swindon, scoring what would have been the winning goal of the game. And then, of course, Leeds United home and away, Southampton away. The playoff semi final, both legs, both epics against Charlton, incredible. And then the heartbreak against Millwall at Wembley, the bubble, which nobody will forget. And then the not so well dealt with exit to Burnley, which along with the departure of Sean Morrison to Reading, all but certainly relegated us. Joe, take away your journalist hat, your journalist head for a moment, and the annoyances of the last fortnight, which are very minor in the grand scheme of things. What are your initial feelings as a fan? Well, Joe, the fan is unbelievably excited. I was you know,
1: nine years old when he joined the first time around. He was sort of the I guess the third generation of of team that I'd been watching, you know, Christian Roberts, Simon Cox into Charlie Austin was kind of the evolution of the time and he's just such a kind of crucial person in my childhood in many ways. Charlie Austin being that key guy you know, I think, I mean, Painter scored more goals that season but Charlie Austin was still the hero. He was just unbelievable. There's that the brilliant line that's always in the intro to Low Strangers, the t- t- touch the shoot stuff. It's just no, he's so many happy memories of Charlie Austin. I remember even the season he left, I think it was probably in the December, playing, having beaten Sheffield Wednesday at home and actually meeting Charlie Austin briefly outside. And that was just incredibly exciting that that guy who's so such a big figure to me and such a hero is actually back and getting to see him again.
0: Yeah, I'm going to say it a few more times. It's very exciting news indeed. In terms of heroes, I think my last... Hero was Sam Parkin, which was my early 20s. I think as I've gotten older, and although I still love these guys and I've really enjoyed watching them play, the hero element sort of fades a wee bit. And I was about 27 when Austin left, so I think it's not quite the same. Well, not for me anyway. I was a Swindon fanatic from afar when Austin played for Swindon last time round, living in Newcastle and working weekends in durham made attending games very very difficult i even remember booking and i've said this on the pod before i booked the the elland road game off but i just couldn't justify the cost during that stage of my life my wages my salary was not that great and it is a big regret of mine looking back as i mentioned in the last pod he's he's arguably the biggest signing in the recent history of league 2 let alone Swindon Town and he's only 33 he's never had pace the shoulder will always be a concern I suppose but his football brain should help this side out no end but that will only go so far (laughs) this signing is going to annoy a fair few opposition fans and frankly I'm here for it yeah
1: I think in terms of profile there's kind of no one that comes close that I can think of in terms of league two and in terms of when I've been watching Swindon I mean you know, it can maybe go back to someone like Paul Ince maybe, but even then he was over the hill. This is Charlie Austin, you no, know, not prime Charlie Austin, but this is still a, a guy who can really contribute to a team and his, you know, is a goal scorer for fun. He still has all the attributes he's always had. And Swindon have got this great medical staff that we talk about all the time that can, kind of manage these guys with injury histories. So you know, you've just got to hope that, that that doesn't get in the way. And this, this must surely just be it. Much it's got to work,
0: surely. Yeah, I'm too happy with the news to make doom mongering predictions of early serious injuries and so forth in in terms in terms of Charlie Austin, the footballer. It's only two years since his last Premier League game, and although in heavy squad rotation, I think he just about and very marginally played more games off the bench than he did start. He was a popular championship-level player with QPR just last season. Sure, Brisbane Raw didn't work out. Hey, it didn't work out for Royce Brownlee either, but Austin's reasons are perfectly understandable. You put your family first always. I certainly do. That's the priority. As discussed with Dan a few pods back, watching his farewell game as he did His his review was, well, let's say, well, let's just hope that he's saving himself for Swindon because juices were not flowing in the excitement stakes. Uh, Looking around sites like Reddit, the general consensus from A League followers was that Austin was still clearly a very good footballer, but it was a bit rusty and lacked, apparently lacked fitness. And I can deal with that. I really can.
1: Um, Yeah, I mean, hopefully we just sort of see the Brisbane bit as a bit of a lengthy pre. A warm weather pre-season to get himself warmed up for Swindon, which is obviously where he's always wanted to come back to. Um, you know, he's he's as you say, he doesn't rely on pace quite so much. He's I, I remember um, a YouTube called James alcott is a QPR fan. When he came back to QPR, um sort of halfway through the season before last, he was a he was a revelation there again. They just even then they just love him so much because he's he was able to still have a big impact in the championship and is is a little bit further down the road again. But it's, this is League Two. We we see all the time, you don't have to be that good. It's just that little bit of... It's, that, it's one guy who can put the ball on the net that separates teams a lot of the time. And Charlie Austin, he, uh, his age, should still be able to do that
0: to an incredibly high standard. What were the major moments that stood out for you from his previous spell at Swindon, I, I
1: didn't get to see the sort of Southampton the Leeds away game, but I'm, I believe that Leeds home was the first Tuesday night game I ever went to see for, for Swindon. I remember waiting outside school to go and you know get the car over to Swindon to watch the game, and just <laughs> watching. I I, mean, I didn't I was young and didn't know so much about the history of Leeds at the time, but you know you you could tell it was this Beermuth team, and we were doing something just so special that day. And there's this guy Charlie Austin who's just a complete star, and you don't necessarily understand the different levels of things. But as far as I was concerned, he was probably the best player in the world.
0: <laughs> it felt like it for a while during my retail years when three PM arrived. I used to always find moments during my shift where I could sneak out back and check the scores. And you got to remember this is pre-smartphone, so it took a while to go round the scores and load everything up and. Every week, it just seemed to be an update of Austin goal. It was glorious. And Leeds, well, I'm certain I've discussed it with Charlie Austin, Billy Painter and anyone who featured in that game. But for teams like Leeds, who were down there for far too long, whenever those sides were in League One, Swindon always seemed to roll over for those types, give them too much respect and all that. But that campaign under Danny Wilson, we just went against all of that with that away win at Southampton and beating Leeds 3-0 home and away. Incredible. Absolutely incredible, wasn't it? Uh, It was such an exciting time and I'll never know how we didn't go up, but there were some magical games and Austin contributed a lot more than just goals during that time too. Yeah, absolutely.
1: I think maybe the sort of downtimes in not getting promoted and his his own particular role in in that day might which gives him that little bit of more greater motivation to make it right this time around. Hopefully, anyway, that from a narrative perspective, it feels like Charlie should be the one to do it, and you know, he's just he was just so unbelievable as a player. That that strike force worked so well together, Painter and Austin. It was it was something that. League One couldn't handle at the time. Billy Payne didn't necessarily have the best neck spell, but Charlie just went from strength to strength afterwards. Until he left Burnley, I still hated him, but um he was is is just it's just crazy that someone like that is back now.
0: Yeah, I don't care about the bobble. It's unfortunate and it is an iconic moment for for us in our recent history. Very I guess it's infamous, but I got over that. The exit annoyed me more although I got over that two and a couple of years ago when I spoke to Charlie Austin on the pod, he he had that never say never attitude in regards to joining or returning to Swindon. And even though he's local and he has close and old friends that support Swindon, you don't expect it to happen, do you? This is this is lovely.
1: No, I I always prayed that Simon Cox would come back a few years ago when he was about sort of South End and it looked like he was out of contract. And you thought maybe that would happen. But it kind of always felt like a pipe dream. And with someone like Austin who came next, he, he again felt like something that just was just too good to be true, that you know, he, he wouldn't come back and the memories would always be just that. And then, you know, thankfully we have all of these sort of additional factors with Charlie Austin that made him a little bit more viable than other people. And he's he's got that chance to you know to, to make up for that. The way he left, because, you know, when he came back the first time for Burnley, when we beat them in the League Cup, he was booed that day. You know, there was a lot of animosity towards Charlie Austin at the time. And, you know, he's it, it's faded over time as he's gone on and done great things. But you know, there's there's still a, a little bit that for me,
0: he has to he has to put the wrongs right. He's only 33. <laughs> he's only 33. I'm beginning to sound like Tommy Wright. <laughs> Don't He's not a child, he's 33. (laughs) But there's no doubt in my mind that he could have absolutely joined a much higher-placed club in the EFL for 18 months and then come back to Swindon at 35 years old for one last campaign, doing his badges along the way, and we'd have all been elated with that. (laughs) I'm sure Swindon and Austin will mention this, but you can only imagine, as a side, his advisor is probably having absolute kittens over this. (laughs)
1: Yeah, his his agent's probably not best-filled. He could easily have got a stint at, you know, you look at the kind of veteran players Derby signed over the summer. I think He would have fit in there if he'd wanted to do it. You know, there was the obvious links of having been captained by Joey Barton and Bristol Rovers, which is still local enough. He could have done it. There was easy routes into League One for him. And I think yeah, either, I think
0: Cardiff City can only sign free agents at the moment, so I'm sure they would have been very keen as an example yeah i I think there was there was
1: kind of logic to Cardiff or even a reading maybe if he wanted to be maybe more of a squad player in the championship level and not have to stress himself so much as being a, a 90 minute type player, but he's there, there's <laughs> there is no logical reason beyond sentimentality that he's at Swindon again, so it will more more fall for him
2: Austin going.
0: What incredible news this is. I don't really want to dwell on negative chat, but I do feel that a part of what we do on LS Pod is to analyse and discuss as much as we can. So it's a more rounded conversation. So I do want to talk about the De McKay and Lindsay rumour. The very first mumblings of this Austin signing were very much angled towards De McKayley and Lindsay. And then more recently, there was a bit of a backtrack, uh, a little bit of a charm offensive to support Di Michele, like Les Caffrey in the way that only he does took to Twitter. And he was defending Sandro Di Michele, which was odd because it was a good week after the accusation surfaced. And we discussed in the last pod, Scott Lindsay wasn't interested in talking about Charlie Austin, which is which is very odd, but I might have... I might be uh, overplaying that a little bit.
1: Well, completely, yeah. There's, you know, he, it's, it's just such an unbelievably exciting thing, and maybe he didn't want to pedal out the, the, the bits that he was kind of allowed to say, maybe because he wasn't a Swindon player yet, at least not officially. So I think that's maybe where it comes from a little bit. Obviously, McKaylee did the, the much maligned interview with Johnny in the advert, where I, I think to be fair, he says a, fa- a lot of fairly rational things, like we don't want to sign someone that would cripple the club financially or doesn't work for us, which I think if it's, if the direct implication is not to do Charlie Austin is a 100% fair thing to say, but you know, this is the, the two of them, if if they were against it, it's kind of something you can't quite get your head around because it's Charlie Austin in league two. But, uh, but you know, there's, there's, it's, it is there. There is that strange angle to it, and I don't want to come across overly Jonathan Wilson, but I think there is that positive, possible Ronaldo to Man United tinge to this signing. I don't think it will play out like that because the Premier League is obviously far more intense. You you, you can carry players in League Two a bit more, but there is that... The, the thing that if there was any truth behind Lindsay not wanting Scott Lindsay, that would be because he doesn't press or move in the way that he might want him to, but which which is the only reason to not want someone like that in. And, and I think Swindon can easily work around that. And, you know, you don't need, you can easily, you know, do an Argentina and just be like, this guy will score the goals, you guys work for him. And that's fine because Charlie Austin will do that. But there is there is that aspect to it where he isn't the player, if he wasn't who he is, he isn't the player they would go after. And that is the point where there is a possible grain of truth to it.
0: Well, that takes us nicely to my next talking point, which is Charlie Austin and his strong personality. We saw in that A-League documentary uh, with the discussion, the heated discussion uh, with his teammates, not that these disputes are rare in changing room environments, of course, happens all the time. But as I said, Charlie Austin was a Premier League player very, very recently, a championship player last season. He's not going to be a shrinking violet. This could absolutely, and should, have a very positive impact. You've got to imagine everybody other than centre-forwards will be really excited about this. But at the same time, equally, the presence of Austin might not have that impact.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's the moment with these young guys who do seem to be really good friends with each other. Do they get on board with this 33-year-old? You know, former Premier League player who's going to be demanding a lot from them. You know, he's he's the guy who, partially with his rant, got VAR brought in because clearly they need help. And you know, these guys are going to have to get on board with what he wants them to do. They need to play for, play for him because he doesn't have the legs to play for them quite so much. He'll have to do his work in other ways. And you know, I think there are strong personalities in that dressing room. In the small times where I've you know, been around Angus McDonald. You can tell he's that type of guy. Um, you know, ben Glad. There are plenty of experienced players alongside that. Ben Gladwin, Louis Reed, Fraser Blake Tracy. Uh, there, there are plenty of other types in there, but there is no one who is going to be as outspoken as Charlie Austin. We dealt Ghana dealt with McCurdy really well last season, and we've got to hope that some of that hopefully pays off in Charlie Austin in a similar way.
0: Where's Jack Payne and Ben Chordley when you need them, eh? I I don't want these discussions to overshadow with how happy I am with this news. Um, It really is fantastic. Joe, are we set up for Charlie Austin's preference of style? If not, what is needed? Um, I I think you
1: you have to adjust for any big player that you bring in because they're going to have just by virtue of having not been in your system, they will be doing different things maybe. but I think there's there's clear precedent here. You wouldn't maybe have said that Owen Doyle was a typical Wellands player, but he kind of he's where you need him to be when the ball goes in. You're watching that Warsaw game and if I was Charlie Austin watching that, when you know Hutton puts a ball in the middle or they're they're struggling for a obvious focal point in t- at points. If I'm him, I'm thinking I'd score that or I'd be in the position to score there. I'd get the ball and we'd score from that kind of thing. I think, you know, the one thing Swindon maybe lack and need is someone in that middle to to get on the end of what Romeo Hutton does and what Ben Gladwin can do and what even Louis Reed will be putting in from corners and things. So I, I think he's maybe not 100% fit in terms of maybe not having the legs, but I think there is more than enough to Charlie Austin's game that's going to be a huge asset to the way that Swindon play without any real adjustments.
0: Well, we're almost done, but this is so much fun, isn't it? I'm just looking at Austin's Swindon career from from a decade ago now. And you think it wasn't that long ago, but then you see we, he played three games in a row and he scored in two of them against Brighton, Southampton and Norwich. <laughs> <laughs> and we fret about playing Walsall, Northampton and Colchester. Well, not, maybe not fret, but we go, oh, they will be a tough game. In 2022, oh dear. Um, Then Brentford, they're comfortably Premier League now, but on the other side of the scale that season, Stockport, they dropped out of the Football League into non-league and several seasons in the National League North for them followed before returning to the EFL this year. Lots of changes and it feels like just yesterday. I'm looking forward to those first few games when we'll see the Austin shirts, and we'll hear the chants, and we'll see more bums on seats, those six-match passes, those half-season tickets, they're all going to sell, and regardless of of whether the D. McKaylee and Lindsay stuff was accurate or not, from a business sense, from a marketing sense, from a quick buck perspective, it's an absolute no-brainer, and it will be the gift that will give probably for quite some time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. If there was if there's one thing that couldn't be doubted about this, it's that what Swindon needed was a reason for people to come and a reason for people to be noisy. And the perfect perfect reason for that is Charlie Austin because he's as you say, I mean, I hope he's 32, but if even if he's 11, he's going on the back of my shirt 100% as soon as that's confirmed. He's, you know, every, everyone loves him. He, that Charlie Charlie Austin chant's going to be it's so loud comes Grimsby, you know, they, what the Swindon team needed, and I feel like the players feel like they need the fans behind them more than they're getting. And if they can't get behind Charlie Austin, then what are they going to get behind? Really, that it they they're going to have now a few games of a grace window where Charlie Austin will bring the atmosphere for them, and they they've got to take that forward, and that's what needs to happen. They've got as they know six games maybe. Where people are going to want to watch Charlie Austin again as he come back, comes back, and from that point, you need to take that on, and this has got to be a promotion run from here because you've got Charlie friggin' Austin
0: in the team. Well, thanks to Sky Sports News for for breaking that. Imagine if this all falls through now. It's here, it's happening, and Joe, times are indeed exciting. Thank you very much. <laughs> very much so, thanks, Rich. The Low Strangers is an independent supporters podcast. Views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club or their official partners. The music is provided by the great Matthew Kilford, and the podcast artwork was designed by Matt in Singapore. What a guy! Thanks for listening. Come on, Swindon! I have a bubble.
2: Michael Rose in for the injured Alan Sheehan. Here, the seeming Christian Daly has watched out to Charlie Austin. It's a clinical finish. And it's the same old story. Charlie Austin scores for Swindon Town. In from Kennis, It's another one. And
0: gets it. It's Charlie Austin. Charlton Athletic are being taken
2: apart on their own pitch. Austin.
0: Four goals. The man formerly of Pool Town. Comes up. Well taken penalty for a piece. And this is the biggest aggregate between these two sides, surpassing so the record from nineteen eighty-two
2: or eighty-three. Hi, Ellis Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of big Macs like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy.